You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The 32-year-old mayor of the Umgeni municipality in the KwaZulu-Natal Midlands, Chris Papas, has been announced as the DA's KZN Premier candidate in the 2024 elections. Papas was part of the campaign team, which ensured a 42-vote victory over the ANC in 2021. This landed the party its first municipality that it controls outright in the province. Having built a reputation as a hands-on mayor, Papas made Time magazine's list of the top 100 emerging leaders in 2023. For more on this, we joined on the line by Dean McPherson, the DA's KZN chairperson. A very good morning to you and welcome, sir. Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. Mr. McPherson, the DA leader, John Stiernason, described Chris Papas as someone who eats and breathes the concerns of his community. What do you think makes him the best suitable premier candidate in KwaZulu-Natal for next year's elections as the responsibility placed upon his shoulders is huge? I think that there's a level of humility and sincerity in Chris that uh, the electorate has not seen in politicians for a very long time. And it's that ability to speak to voters, um, often in a language that they can understand, whether it be in English, Afrikaans, or Isazulu, uh, about the issues that matter to them and not to politicians that I think that so resonates with voters, not just in his municipality where he has made an incredible difference in such a short space of time, uh, but across KwaZulu-Natal uh, and even South Africa. And I think that the, it's that genuineness of press uh, that is uh, the, the secret weapon that I think that will uh, see uh, many new voters be attracted uh, to not only just supporting him in the elections next year, uh, but also the Democratic Alliance. Now, Chris Papa speaks Isizulu fluently. Would you say that this is an added advantage for his candidacy as the Premier? Of course. I mean, there can be no doubt that any voter who can speak to uh, the electorate in a language that they connect to, and particularly in a, in, in, in a way that Chris does, uh, with, uh, with rural uh, Zulu-speaking voters is absolutely an advantage. Um, and it's in, in that moment that I think that trust is built uh, between possibly voters that have never trusted the DA before um, and Chris. And so that is absolutely an advantage. I, as the chair of the party, uh, do spend time um, in his municipality playing oversight and meeting with him um, and ensuring that the manifesto of the party is, uh, is implemented. Um, and, and there really just is an incredible uh, support uh, in the rural areas uh, that Chris has. Uh, and so I'm confident and we're confident that that can also translate uh, to votes, not just uh, uh, within his municipality, but also across the province. However, there are reports that the move to elevate Papas as the candidate for Premier was surprising to some within the DA, especially since the DA has a KZN provincial leader in the form of Francois Rogers. How true are these allegations? Well, you know, in the DA, um, no one is owed anything by the position that they stand for. And I think to the credit of our provincial leader, um, he recognised 
um, that in the best interests of the organisation um, for our electoral prospects, that Chris would offer a new dynamic to uh, an election and to the electorate that the DA has not been able to offer possibly uh, previously. Uh, and I think that what he did was incredibly uh, uh, brave um, and, uh, and said, you know, uh, let me not look at my own interests, but let me look at the interests of the voters of KwaZulu-Natal. We are in a terrible place as a province. We have municipalities that cannot provide water or any services, and we're going to need a transformative candidate to be able to attract as many votes as possible so that we have one last opportunity to try and uh, save, uh, save this province. Uh, and, and, and Chris uh, stepped up. Um, he, he, he availed himself that position, uh, and now it's time for him to get to work, uh, to hit the road, and to start speaking to as many voters as possible in the next seven months. Now, the ANC has seen declining support uh, in KZN, and in recent months, the IFP and the DA signed a service delivery pact in the province to ensure that you work together to improve service delivery. Do you see yourselves going into coalition with uh, the IFP post the elections? Well, I think that, you know, one should never talk about a penalty shootout <laughs> until you've played the 90 minutes. Um, and I think that we're not even through the first half um, at the moment. So we do have some time to go. I think that what the service delivery pact between the DA and the IFP has done is laid a foundation and a roadmap um, to 2024 so that we are able to better understand one another, work together, show progress to the electorate of KwaZulu-Natal uh, in municipalities where we are working together. But uh, it is exclusively around local government. Uh, we know, of course, the IFP is part of the multi-charter uh, uh, pact um, that was signed nationally. So uh, I'm sure that as we get closer to the elections and indeed after the elections, uh, that discussions will take place. But as the, both the IFP and the DA have, have, have always stressed, that we are independent parties with independent identity. We must contest elections as such, look at the results afterwards, uh, and come together. But I think that what does um, uh, give me hope is that the IFP, particularly through my counterpart, the provincial chairperson, Tony Tuli, uh, has also said, um, even publicly, um, that we must wrestle control of the uh, KwaZulu-Natal from the ANC. Uh, and so I think that we are both headed in the same direction, uh, and eventually we will end up in the same destination uh, after the elections uh, in 2024. As the DA, what would be your first priority in KwaZulu-Natal if the party win the elections? I think we have to bring stability to local government. Um, I think that we uh, see, look at places like Etegweni, where uh, there are water outages for up to eight days. Service delivery is collapsing. Beaches are closed. Tourists are leaving. There's a mass exodus out of the municipality because services cannot be uh, uh, rendered. In places like the Ugu district, they haven't had water not just for days but for years. Um, so I think that there's a, an urgent need to step in um, and stabilise those municipalities, even if it means placing them under administration. Those are some of the tough decisions that we're going to have to collectively take. We're also going to have to get the finances of the, uh, of the province under control. Um, we're going to run out of money very quickly if we 
continue to spend money that we don't have. Uh, and, you know, the province is just making cuts in all the wrong places. They're cutting the education budget, healthcare budget, and yet continue to spend money on politicians, on vehicles, um, and on things that actually don't matter to the electorate. So I think we're going to have to work really hard, really quickly to get our hands on the problem, to stabilise the finances, stabilise local government, uh, and then be able to chart a, a long-term growth and economic trajectory for the province. That was Dean McPherson. He is the DA's KZN chairperson. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.